Since he's not seen Justice League, then should we refrain from talking about the second Superman and like all the fish people they had to fight and stuff that kind of came out of nowhere? I, I think we can still bring that up. I don't, well, Dave, just David's, about it. David's <laughs> probably not going to see Justice League. David, if, if you want to cover your ears real quick, I was just about to mention the uh, <laughs> yeah. new cyborg powers with his ability to control plastics and <laughs> call, upon, call upon asteroids as pets. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I uh, don't know why he named that asteroid Trevor. It didn't yeah. seem to make any sense given the context. It's not a good are, name. Are you for guys asteroid. making these things up, or are these no, actual have, things from the movie? Well, no, these are all things. Hold on, da- cover your ears, David. Um, they kind of did happen a little bit, but I didn't want to say because he's not seen the movie. I'm yeah, not going to see I, the movie. I haven't either, but all these things sound like you're making them up to like joke. Oh, about absolutely things. not. Okay. No, 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 these are entirely serious. No, yeah. Wonder Woman actually uses laser guns now. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. That, oh, wait, are you be, you're still being serious. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm always oh, serious. Yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> the first thing you got to learn about me when you come into a room where I'm at. First time you've met me, just getting to know me. Number one, serious, all the time, always. Chris, we can't joke about this. This is Justice League. This is an entirely serious movie. Hello, super friends, and welcome to Nerds for Normal People, the podcast that tries to bring the nerd subculture to the outside world. With me, as always, I have resident nerds David Hood and Noah Day. What's up? I am the enlightened one. And then we also have semi-nerd, but we allow him to be here anyway, Nerd, Chris Tomlin. Nerd sympathizer. Nerd sympathizer, Chris Tomlin. He's, he's very much nerd adjacent. I'd say, yeah, he, nerd adjacent's a good term. And I also will say, this is a behind-the-scenes note, but for our recording software, Chris has named himself Grandma Farton, which I love on every aspect. <laughs> Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's nice to be here. That's clearly on the dustbin from the dustbin of wizard names from the Lord of the Rings franchise. <laughs> that, was my, that was my AOL name. Nice. <laughs> That's Tom Bombadil's lesser known brother. See, my MSN name was Dragon underscore Dude. Ooh, damn, that's a good one. <laughs> well, some about me, I was the dude of dragons. Now, did you just like chill out with the dragons and like drink beer I mean, and shit? Everything, everything they had to offer, I was a part of it. <laughs> so, do you remember when there was a time when you had one email and and then people started using email as real as like real currency to contact each other? And so, like a, a professional person would ask for your email, and you would have to be like, "Oh, it's uh, hip." Cat four thousand. <laughs> Go ahead and send that to uh, Moo underscore Cow twelve eighteen. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's just just send that on to Dragon Lancer triple X. My favorite thing was my cousin used, and he used this email up until last year, but he made his email when he was a kid, and he didn't know how to spell one of the words that he put in his email still used it and he's in college now but it was uh it, it was meant to be bacon boy 
but it was backin' boy. (laughs) 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 And he just didn't care, so he just used it all the way through high school and right up till he started college. That's amazing. My favorite thing is I now sometimes use those as, like, just if I'm signing up for a website that's probably going to send me spam. Hmm. I'll just be like, oh, yeah, you want my official, like, my regular email address, right? That is toughguy77 <laughs> at hotmail. Please, t- please tell me that it's for real. You're, 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 you're. Are you trying to sell yourself to someone, Daniel? <laughs> Apologies to whoever's email that actually is. <laughs> I am a tough guy. I made that email that name for, the re- for a reason. <laughs> We will get complaints from him. <laughs> You're gonna see that in your inbox. He's one of the few people that are listening, just like, "What the fuck, the dick? I'm done. I was on board through all the other shit, all that shit. I was like, I'll give him a chance. I'm fucking done." I sat through eight episodes about nothing but Justice League, and this is when I turned it off. <laughs> Speaking of Justice League. Speaking of Justice League, that movie came out, and we are, I believe at this point, required to discuss it. Yeah, and so what did you think about the scene where they were all, like, painting that house? <laughs> you know, it it seemed weird until they hung up the Norman Rockwell painting, and then it all kind of came together. Eh, I guess thematically, but, yeah, it was weird. <laughs> like, they just went on painting that for several minutes. I think that scene was, like, 12 minutes long. It, it was it it you know that's surprising because been. they're all super people yeah, yeah well you know sometimes uh, no it's important to do things slow let Chris. me just tell you none of them had the superpower of paint super fast so <laughs> i mean the flash could probably paint super fast yeah but it seemed like every time he would run it would cause like uh chaos like that was one thing his power seemed very inconvenient because every time he would like take off and run in a small room, like everything would just turn into a huge mess. So he's yeah. like running around the bat cave back and forth and stuff. And like Bruce Wayne's got papers everywhere. He is never going to get those back in order. There's electricity flying. It probably burns up the papers in the electricity. Everything's like so scorched. I was thinking the whole time he's running around the bat cave, that was very discourteous. And Alfred had just dusted. Yeah. Well, now we say. should say, we should say for people listening, two of the four of us have yet to actually see Justice League. So if some of us are joking, that is why. <laughs> now, I have seen it. Noah, you have also seen it. Yes. I don't care to see it. David is probably not going to. No, I will. It would just be until I can get it really cheap and not have to pay a lot of money to see it yeah i think you're fine just to avoid it until you pay like three dollars for the blu-ray next year on black friday and chris you are protesting on behalf of mustached americans am i right i am mostly i'm I'm not watching it because no one has told me to watch it like nobody (laughs) a six-year-old girl told me over the weekend that it was just okay and it's like that's a six-year-old you know yeah like i i remember telling you at work the other day that it was it was fun but nah i don't know about driving all the way downtown to watch it (laughs) yeah we we came in after seeing it at work, and Chris just said, so, like, would you recommend seeing it? We're like, eh, I don't know. You could probably catch it later. Yeah. $7.50 is a lot of money. The, the sad part that I heard was if they didn't focus on Batman, it might have actually been good. I didn't actually mind Batman that much. 
No, yeah. I've heard people lo- love Aquaman, Wonder Woman, and Flash, but they, they said it focused too much on Batman. They give them a star well, role. I love Jason Momoa. I don't, I don't know what character he was playing, but I, yeah. I really liked him. I, I loved Jason Momoa as Thor of the Seas. Yeah, but I didn't really get an Aquaman feel from him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Thor of the Seas is maybe just better, a better Aquaman. There you go. I mean, frankly, Chris Hemsworth would have been closer to like. Comic Aquaman. Well, he has he has a uh, blonde hair to go with Aquaman. <laughs> I saw Jason Momoa. What did he? What was his first thing? Because I saw it this week, and I was like, I didn't know that he was in this. Was yeah, it was in Game of Thrones. Oh no, Baywatch. What? No, before that, Game of Thrones. That's, that wasn't his first movie. No, he Baywatch was. Watch came out this no, year. He, he was on the show, I think. Wait, what? really? Yeah. I mean, that would make sense. And I'm that sorry, I've got to Google this. That would explain why there's a whole scene of him shirtless in water. Running slow motion? No, that's like standard fodder, like for superhero movies. True. I think almost every superhero oh, in Justice League is shirtless at some point. My God. All right, just hold on. <laughs> hold Holy on. crap. That's him all over the place. For those listening at home, we are all currently Googling Joe and Jason Momoa Baywatch. Everybody right. is looking at the same man candy. I was right. Dang. Wow. Uh, I have to send this information on later, but that's crazy. Noah, just bookmark that for later. That's all right. I'll put, I already got it on my screensaver. Put it, put it in the notes in the podcast. There you go. <laughs> when you post it, just in the notes, they're just like, "Here's the image we're looking at." There you by, go. By, by <laughs> the way, by the way, I love that you guys thought I was so dumb that I was like, "What did Jason Momoa do?" And everybody was like, "Game of Thrones." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor Chris. Yeah. Such <laughs> ignorance out of Chris. <laughs> Can I say? I like, like for me, I was just like, he wasn't acting back then, was he? So I'm just the dumb. Stop one. being so stupid, Chris. God, Chris. <laughs> I know some things too, okay? Everybody yell at Chris! But I have found a clip and it is super. It's like, I don't know why. It's it's a clip someone uploaded and his shirt's on the entire time, so I'm not sure it's actually Momoa in that. Please go ahead and uh, edit that clip into the podcast. I'll go ahead and intro (laughs) it here. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, what we're listening to here is a clip from the 1990s of Jason Momoa's tenure on the hit television show Baywatch. Uh, Take a listen. All right, there we go. You just put that in the show. 15 seconds, we're good. Noah, you're supposed to do that as if this is an NPR documentary, and your volume was way too high. Yeah, I could have spoken at a way lower register, I suppose. But, uh, hey. you know, just put that in there, good to go. Bingo, bango. Or leave all this and just make me look quite foolish. <laughs> I think I'm leaning towards that option. Just at, the, at least at the very end. People need to hear. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll include one. Maybe I'll include myself doing an intro to it. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> Maybe I'm just going to make myself look great I went ahead for once in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just edit in me going, why, of course he was in Baywatch. Who would say otherwise? Yes. <laughs> so you're just going to change it to, like, uh, go ahead and edit point at the end, change it, and they'll be like, uh, what was Jason Moe's first thing? And you just go, Baywatch. <laughs> he was in Baywatch. <laughs> 
I'll play around with Chris's audio. He says, yes, Daniel, you were right. Everybody listens to this and be like, man, Daniel is always really quick Hold with the facts. <laughs> Hold on, guys. I'm going to do a slate. Great job, Daniel. Well done, Daniel. That is exactly oh. correct, Daniel. A-OK, oh. Daniel. There you go. Use any of those you want to. God right, damn it, Chris. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead with my slate. So, okay, three, two, one, slate. All right. Uh, hey, Daniel. You were really quick with those facts. That's really crazy. You're so smart and quick and great. Uh, thank you for all that you do. All right, all right. Radio. I guess I guess I guess I gotta go now. All right, all right. Daniel, you're a fucking nerd. <laughs> all right. I think now we just get a couple of yeses and mm hmm. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Variety. We can cut together a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, you are. Great, awesome, spectacular. <laughs> don't don't and, worry. But there we go. Daniel, you are adjective adverb. <laughs> <laughs> I love how I clearly am starting to turn into the tyrant of nerds for normal people. <laughs> oh, Daniel, I love you. I don't. I don't feel comfortable calling you Daniel. Like Double D. Double D. <laughs> that is the weirdest nickname. That I was given in fourth grade. And it stuck through college, and I don't know why you went back to Daniel. I don't like it. <laughs> Trying to be professional. Because he, he did used to sign his checks, Double D, for a while. <laughs> People are like, Dare, Daredevil did this? <laughs> well, I would do it like in the Daredevil movie, where I would pour gasoline to form two giant Ds. Those don't work really well on checks. <laughs> And I would wait for an investigator to come in, or a reporter to come in hours later to light them on fire. Kingpin's men kept showing up, knocking on you, know, hey, are you Daredevil? <laughs> no, I'm Daniel Dunstan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Oh, how much time did he have to spend? Because that had to be tough, especially for a blind man. And not to mention that's gasoline. That shit's got to evaporate really quick. Yeah, he's. I mean, yeah, he's got good penmanship for a blind person that's drawing with gasoline. I never thought of that. <laughs> Those are solid D's. Yeah. There's a lot of flaws with that scene. You think he just asked somebody who was walking by, like, could you draw, like, two big D's on the <laughs> ground with gasoline? Can't you do it? You just fought those guys. No, I'm blinded, dick. <laughs> no, I think he would have too much pride to ask someone to do it for him. He'd just, like, try to do it and be like, that That looks right to you guys, right? I like the part, I like the part where he uh, gets, uh, the cops come up and he has to run off while he's doing it. And they're like, this guy killed all these thugs in a tribute to Lady Die. <laughs> <laughs> Guy, guy in the subway is just like, I, this guy in the devil costume just beat the shit out of these guys and started pouring gasoline everywhere. I, he didn't even light it. He just poured it and left. This is, this is for sure a safety hazard. <laughs> OSHA is going to have so many complaints. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of Ben Affleck's superhero movies, Justice League. <laughs> oh, we're back to that? Yeah, I'm kind of done with Justice League. Speaking of Ben Affleck movies, let's talk about The Punisher show on netflix that has nothing to do with him has anybody watched that yet what, i what? have not no oh, that's okay it's just this is like a nerd speaking show. of noah's suggestions let's not do what noah says oh <laughs> sad noah 
Well, I, I have heard the Punisher is very good. It's delightfully boring. Oh, no. <laughs> like, it's fine, but it's very slow, and it's less... It's a lot less Punisher-y than I thought, yeah. but it's okay. It's fun. It's just... That is really disappointing, because Man. you know my biggest beef with those Netflix Marvel shows is that they're boring. So you, yeah, you, you're not it's selling the, it. No, it's the same. It's the same. If you liked Power Man, or no, what do they call it? Luke, Luke Cage. Cage. If you like Luke Cage, then uh, <laughs> you will love Daredevil. I, I do like that you went with his official superhero name that lasted, what, like a year? <laughs> yeah, yeah. My Power Man. Power Man. <laughs> And now there's, I think, another hero who's using it, and they keep calling out how bad a name it is. Squirrel Girl? <laughs> yeah, she changed her name to Power Man. Where's that movie? I want that movie. It's yeah, coming. Nice. No way. Uh, they, well, they've cast a Squirrel Girl, I think, for not New Mutants, but for something. Oh, shit. That'd be so cool. How awesome yeah, would it yeah, be? They, ca- they cast Melina Vaintrub. Yes. Yeah. For what show? I can't remember. They're not putting Squirrel Girl in New Mutants. Uh, how how awesome would it have been if Infinity Wars comes out and by the time they get to the final fight, it's just Squirrel Girl standing over Thanos, like I win. That would She's done sense. it before. She has done yeah. it before. That's why I want it to happen. Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite things is that Squirrel Girl has the, like the best winning record of any Marvel superhero. She's defeated Thanos, Doctor Doom, and I think even Galactus. Yeah, the unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Everyone underestimates her, but the squirrels, they, they're vicious. Yeah. They got them teeth, I'll bite you. Hey, speaking of like the Infinity War, did, did I read correctly that the uh, second part of that is going to be the finale to the MCU? I'm not sure of it. I don't think it's the second part to Infinity War. I think they have said that Infinity War is going to be all one movie. But Avengers 4 is, according to Kevin Feige, the finale to the MCU that being said, they said they have like twenty more movies planned for after it. Oh yeah, so it's it's a soft finale. Oh, oh yeah, like the the Avengers four is not gonna be like till twenty thirty. No, it's gonna be I think a year after they're already shooting it. Like I think it's twenty nineteen. What really? The, the Avengers four is yeah because yeah, it's because it's the second part to uh, the Infinity story, like the Thanos story. Well, I heard that's what it was initially going to be, but I think they've since backed off on that. There is no way that like this Thanos thing wraps up. It, like, there's no way this Thanos thing wraps up in one movie. You can't get that much screen time for how many actors are in. Well, think yeah, about it. But they've got all the origin movies done. Doctor Strange, Black Panther. There's going to be two more Guardians, right? There's one more Guardians. <laughs> okay, so that works out perfectly. They wrap up. They've got standalone movies for all the side characters except for what falcon and then you have one more guardians guardians movie and you're good to go for four then you start as daniel you and i talked today then you wipe the slate and start rebuilding x-men and make a x-men would be cool make a gazillion dollars that way kevin foggy has said like not every like a lot of characters have a dramatic conclusion in avengers 4 so probably some of them are going to die. I think they're going to sort of build off of a younger and newer cast. Probably your big lead for that, for the post-Avengers 4 MCU, is going to be Tom Holland's Spider-Man. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. yeah, I think you'll probably see Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, and Chris Hemsworth kind of disappear. 
I can speak to the fact that not all of those characters have a dramatic inclusion because I saw an early draft where Doctor Strange spends the second half of the movie locked in a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> it's a conclusion. <laughs> he is like in the Infinity Gauntlet story. He does get kind of left behind. Like they, he just opens up a little portal for everyone to go fight Thanos, and then uh, he just sits back and uh, I guess reads some magazines while they're trying to save the universe. That's kind of what he does in Thor Ragnarok, too. Yeah. Actually, yeah, Infinity War came out, or the trailer came out today. Guys, your thoughts? Looked awesome. Looked amazing. Yeah. Like, like straight yeah. good. Yeah. Like, they should definitely give Captain America his shield. They will. Give this man a shield. Yeah, they should definitely make that into a movie. <laughs> They should make this trailer into a movie. I yeah, do agree a full, with that. A full hundred percent movie. I would like to see that. What I, what I would like to see is him just keep going. Look at Thor. Get that man a hammer. Looks at Ant Man. Get that man an orange slice. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done on the reference, David. <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> now I like. I liked it a lot. Uh, I got super pumped. I don't like watching trailers and stuff, but I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't help myself this time. Uh, I was very curious. I didn't see the thing. Like you know, at Comic Con they showed it, and they showed Thanos pulling down a moon, and uh, they did not show that in this. So I was kind of disappointed. Well, the Comic Con one always ends up with tons of extra footage because it ten- mm. it tends to be like five minutes long. But you can't even see like you can't even find that online. But I thought that's got to look pretty dang cool. Like, I mean, I'm sure it will be in the movie. I know, but I wanted to see it now. I'm an American. I need instant gratification. I will say one thing that is really effective about the trailer is like at the beginning when they're kind of giving the Avengers mantra or like statement of purpose, like because we've spent so long with these characters, like I was like, this is like this bit of the trailer is almost emotionally getting to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty solid. And the Avengers theme music is just great. It is. Mm. I liked uh, Captain America's uh, weird beard con- and hair combo thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's on the run. <laughs> I mean, take a Gillette with you if you're on the run. Hey, listen, Chris <laughs> Evans had a movie coming up where he had to have a beard. So- <laughs> <laughs> There's no way around it. <laughs> He had a movie where he had to be clean-shaven. That entire beard's digitally painted in. <laughs> the best thing about the Avengers trailers, and it's happened with the last two, is they show you all of these out-of-sequence shots, obviously, but it leaves you mm-hmm. thinking, oh my gosh, why are they in a jungle? Why are they yeah. in that cafeteria? Why are they in <laughs> X place? Like They're all these weird-looking locales that make no sense until you see the movie. Right. <laughs> why are they at my dad? Yeah, like in the first one, it was why is Captain America? Why is uh, Thor fighting Iron Man in the snow? That's weird. Yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> why? Why are the Why are the Hulk and Iron Man fighting? Also, Hulkbuster is armor is back in this. So what does that? Oh, yeah. mean? What does that mean for this? Story? I think it means Tony Stark needed a bit more power against Thanos. Like if you'll see that one shot where he just punches him down, he doesn't even get back up. That's uh the coolest thing is they really uh they really did Thanos's power level right cuz like in the Infinity Gauntlet storyline, there's one part where he goes up to fight Captain America and he literally just punches Captain America one time and he just falls down dead. So there's really not much fighting him. Like, uh, just uh, he'll just make one little punch and then they're dead. 
probably the only person that can actually go fist to fist is the Hulk, but he has to get pretty angry to do it. And yeah. even then, I think Thanos is stronger. He's yeah. certainly smarter. Can I ask you guys a nerd canon question? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Is it a problem for you that Josh Brolin is Thanos and he's also Cable in Deadpool? No. No. Nah. I understand why people would be like upset by that, but like, I mean, they're actors, so it doesn't bug me. What? They're act- they're actors. <laughs> Yeah, they're just pretending. Oh, Chris, I'm so sorry. I'm rather confident that Ryan Reynolds does not act as Deadpool. He is Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that teaser they did with him with Bo- as Bob Ross. Oh, now let's Bob get some Ross yellow snow and mix that with my Betty White. <laughs> and we're going to just <laughs> brush it. He had, like, even the Bob Ross voice down pat. I love him. He even did, like, the paintbrush thing where he's, like, hitting it really fast against the... Uh, the uh, gonna, <laughs> gonna whack off again? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> We're just gonna take this and mix it up and dance across the happy little sky. <laughs> just wanna great. go and breathe in all that white powder and just take in nature's bounty. God, I love cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) If there's a trailer I've watched recently more than the Infinity War trailer, it might be that Deadpool one. Oh, that Deadpool one is just so perfect. I kind of had the feeling that, like, uh, at the end of this Avengers movie, that mostly everybody might be dead. That's a good point. Like, do we want to try to take guesses as to who might be dead? By the end of Infinity War, or even by the end of Avengers 4? Are you suggesting a Deadpool, as it were? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah you, you know what? Uh, that's, a, that's a good word for it. Why don't we do the Avengers Deadpool? That's funny, because that word is like the same name as that superhero Deadpool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What? Yeah, that's crazy. It's, it's almost like that's how he got his name, was from a Deadpool. Well, let's not get carried away drawing lines and connecting dots that aren't there uh, to be connected. Yeah. Oh, here's a question. What, is Deadpool in, does he show up in this movie at all? No, because, no, because they don't have the rights yet. Uh, Plus, that would stinks, be silly. Because he's like the only guy out there that's not then, right? Like I, the only I, recent Marvel hero that hasn't been represented in that movie. Well, he's X-Men. <clears throat> uh, I, I saw a thing on Reddit about putting Deadpool into a... Marvel movie, but he's not doing anything. He's just in the background cooking. And then finally someone just po- looks at him and goes, what are you doing? And he just like hops up the wall and says, saves you, Spidey! Hits the ground and goes, what the fuck, Parker? <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that's the only part of like, the he's in the entire Avengers, but that would be hilarious. That would be good. And supposedly talks between Disney and Fox have begun again and are moving fast, so who knows? Could happen. The feeling I get, like, if it's anything like the book... I would assume that Iron Man would be dead, and like Thor probably be dead, and like just I'd say a bunch of people be dead, and then they just get brought back. Captain America's got to be one of them that dies. Yeah, I think him too. Maybe I don't know. Oh, oh, we're gonna go with like the original people. So let's just say like the Hulk's gonna die because he was one of the originals as well. Yeah, yeah. I think you'll see a lot of the original people go. Uh, Black Widow might survive. Because I think there's talk of her getting a solo film. But yeah, I think like Tony Stark and Captain America and Thor are probably all going to go. I feel like it'd be really tricky to do a Black Widow solo film. Because one thing I always hate when they take a character and do a solo film, like it, it could be good because it's MCU and I think they know what they're doing. <laughs> but like, uh, 
I would hate it if it was kind of like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., though, where it's, like, on the ground, but they can't stop talking about all the other stuff. They're like, well, this is a crazy fight I'm having with guns, but it's not as crazy as that time I fought Ultron. I don't think they would do that with Black Widow, because I think they'd base it more off of she has had some comic storylines where hers tend to deal more with espionage and, like, things from her dark past coming back to fight to, like... well, no, but I, what I'm basically saying is just like they just yeah, agents over, of they just over reference everything else that's happened. And like, remember this thing that happened? Yeah, this oh. is the same world as that world. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember. Previously on Avengers. <laughs> yeah, I saw a hilarious robot chicken sketch at one point. It was like every episode of Agents of Shield, and they're just like, "Look, Iron Man just flew by the window. Really? Let me take a look. Just trust me, he was there." <laughs> I like, uh, I'd like it if they did like uh, a solo film for like a minor character, and it was basically like one of the later episodes of Friends, where they're just like, "Remember when this happened?" And they just do cutaways to like all the other <laughs> movies. <laughs> They, no, they should do it like Community did and do cutaways of things that never happened. Oh, the Community <laughs> clip episode is one of the best. Did you ever watch that show? Was that a Yahoo episode? No. No, that, that was, was that like was... season two or three. They did a clip show episode, but every clip was from an episode you that did not exist. That's awesome. It's all episodes I wanted to exist, though. Because, like, they do a super cut at the end of, like, Jeff's speeches from each of the episodes, and they cut it together into one long speech. I haven't seen that show. Wait, did you say you've never seen that show, Noah? I've seen, like, two episodes of it. Oh, you, you would love, love that yeah, show. you would love it, Noah. That's what I've been told. <laughs> yeah, That's no, why I've been defiant. <laughs> you should watch at least the D&D episode. I don't do things people tell me to do. Then you shouldn't watch the D&D episode of Community. Are you kidding me? I'm going to watch that tonight. <laughs> tells me not to watch something. Hey, hey, which D&D episode, though? You shouldn't watch the first D&D episode oh of Community. Oh, my God. You have, you have sealed my fate tonight. Because I, I am of one, you know, purpose now. It, I mean, dude, the guys who are directing the Avengers movies started on Community. Started directing on Community? Yeah. Oh. Oh, that was a weird tie-in I didn't know. Yeah, no, they did, uh, like, a bunch of episodes, including one of my favorites, the Conspiracy Theory episode. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the Russo brothers were most known for their work on Community, and then, like, Marvel's just like, you want to do Winter Soldier? (laughs) Oh, yeah. They got six seasons in a Marvel movie. I liked, <laughs> I, liked uh, I liked all those fight scenes you did in Community, so you can go ahead with Winter Soldier. Actually, if you watch that conspiracy one, you can kind of see elements of Winter Soldier in there. <laughs> I gotta rewatch those two side by side now. You should. Well, I guess I can't because one's like two hours long and one's 23 minutes. One Just, is the best superhero film ever made. Winter Soldier or that episode of Community? Both. Winter Soldier? <laughs> <laughs> I but stand one. by my belief. <laughs> one, but which one? <laughs> that twenty-minute sitcom was the best superhero film ever made. <laughs> do you think? You, wait, do you really? Do you think that's better than Dark Knight? I do. Mm-hmm. That's I pretty. Do. That's a big statement because Dark Knight, like, is you know pretty good and an Oscar winner. Back when DC was good. I don't give a shit what the Oscars do. It's the best DC of... movie, right? Oh yeah, by far. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> That's not a strong competition. Yeah, is the second one Batman Begins? I mean, if we're ranking DC movies? Yeah. 
Probably. Yeah. I think the top three are the three Batman movies that are wonderful. The three Nolan. If we're going to rank them, probably like the first five are Batman movies. It's just random Batman movies. Yeah. Yeah, because if we were doing that, be like for best of DC, it would probably be what Batman, 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 Wonder Batman. Woman, Wonder Woman. No, I'd say probably like Dark Knight, Batman Begins, maybe the 1989 Batman. Dark Knight Rises is better than the 89 Batman. What about the one where um, Tommy Lee Jones played Two Face? Is that number one? That I don't think that makes the list. <laughs> okay. I. I'm a big fan of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the best one is the unreleased Nicolas Cage Superman movie. <laughs> yes. Did you ever see that, Chris? I heard about it. Is that the one Kevin Smith wrote? Or no? I don't no. Know. Kevin Smith supposedly helped write stuff for, I think, Superman Returns. Was there some great story about the costume and the Nicolas Cage thing? Oh yeah, it's like he had a mullet and everything. The great story being that it was you couldn't look upon it for more than three seconds. <laughs> Has anybody seen it, or is it like that Jerry no. Lewis Holocaust movie? No one will. You ever see are it. about to see it, as I am about to link you a picture that I will probably also have to put in the description. Put it in it. Put it on a shirt. Here's an interesting fun uh, fact. Last year for Christmas, oh my uh, or the year before that for Christmas, I got. Uh, my cousin a pillowcase with Nicolas Cage on it that said, I'll see you in my dreams. <laughs> Is this Tommy Wiseau as Superman? <laughs> it looks like it. You're no. tearing me apart, Lex. <laughs> there is a documentary that was made about this it recently. This kryptonite is tearing me apart. <laughs> hey, hey, Superman. You're my favorite superhero. Okay, thanks. Hi, doggies. <laughs> I didn't do oh, it. Hi, I didn't either. Oh hi, Lois. <laughs> oh hi, Lois. <laughs> Seven-minute gratuitous nudity uh, sex scene. <laughs> he kind of—he kind of looks time. He kind of looks like Loki in that picture. It, it's just the really terrible hair, which sadly is fairly comic book accurate for the time. <laughs> Yeah, it was going to be uh, Superman Lives. They actually recently did a documentary about the making of the movie. Is it like a comic documentary? Like, did they... I mean, because there had to be a lot of great stories out of that if that's Nicolas Cage's Superman, right? It's like they just went and they looked at, like, what happened with that movie and, like, where everything went wrong. Because it was going to be directed, I believe, by Tim Burton. I think everything started at casting. <laughs> I don't know. I think everything started at that hair. The root of the problem <laughs> was Nicolas Cage <laughs> as Superman. <laughs> Is there a superhero that Nicolas Cage would be good as? Ghost Rider. There we go. There you go. Ghost Rider's stupid. Nicolas Cage is stupid. It's a match made in heaven. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. When I saw Ghost Rider, I was like, "Meh, <laughs> I buy it." That's <laughs> like, I wasn't, cra- I wasn't like that was amazing, but I was like, "Yeah, okay." That was, sure. that was really like it. That was my entire reaction to the entire movie. I'd love it I, if he was in the uh, Infinity War thing. <laughs> <laughs> they would probably. Well, no. Here's the thing. I was gonna say they redid Ghost Rider on like Agents of Shield. I was gonna be like they'd probably use him instead, but like oh, they did, yeah. But the movies pay so little attention to the shows 
that like I can't I would imagine they would go Nicolas Cage before they would bring him on despite the fact he was actually really good. Yeah, I uh I think it's a good idea that they just avoid acknowledging the show. <laughs> I think the tricky thing is is they refuse to acknowledge the shows, but the shows have to always acknowledge them. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Iron Man just flew by that window. Exactly. <laughs> I like the. I love. I died whenever that. Um, they had an episode started off with them cleaning up after Thor two. Like, oh, serious yes. thing ever. Because they they like delayed that episode a bit to give people time to see Thor two, and they're like, "Cause it's gonna really tie in." And then you watch it, and it's all it is is them cleaning up. Wouldn't it be interesting to see all the people on the ground for the Avengers, like those agents of Shield? Here's what we do: this shit on the ground, we pick the shit up off the ground and move it. My favorite part is they made such a big deal about it. We're, we're delaying this because of Thor two, and then Winter Soldier hit. Which disband it like destroyed Shield, and they did that the week after that movie premiered. I'd like to see the writers' room at Agents of Shield because you know how you know what's happening is like they they're trying to come up with storylines and stuff, and then it's like uh, one of the movies comes out, it's like ah oh, shit, they did what in the movies? <laughs> I just imagine they're building a whole narrative, and it's like yeah, by the way, in Winter Soldier, Shield doesn't exist anymore. Oh, shit! Oh damn it! They were going to do a story about something totally different. They're like, yeah, Thor 2 kind of destroyed uh, this city over here. You guys are going to have to clean that up. It's like, ah, oh, shit. All right. I mean, that might be why for this season they seem to have pushed them all out into outer space. We're fucking done with the movies. We're going somewhere else where they can't touch us. Because <laughs> they, they posted on their YouTube channel the first 17 minutes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., before the premiere hits on Friday, and all I can think is like, oh wow, it must really be doing bad if that's their advertising strategy. <laughs> Here, watch watch half of it. You know what the fun part is? They're going to go to outer space and the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie comes out. Oh god, we gotta do that now! <laughs> they destroyed space? Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I like, I'd like it if like the end of Infinity War just ends with like, like, I'm going to set up a scenario here, and uh, if you've read comics, maybe you'll follow it. But I say that, like, Thanos just implodes the entire universe with the Infinity Gauntlet, and the only thing that survives is Adam Warlock, and it just that it's that way until Avengers 4 comes out. And then Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. just has to deal with the fact that the entire universe doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> they somehow survive, and they're just floating in nothing. Yeah, they do an entire season of them just floating in like a white void. It's what it's what all season of who's hooking up. That's when they do all the clip episodes. <laughs> so it looks like we have to repopulate the universe. <laughs> Float over here and get close to me. <laughs> I'm gonna get some of that sweet end of the universe sex. <laughs> <laughs> Spin me around, and we'll, I'm just imagining them floating like in space. Spin me around, and we'll get to it. No, over here. No, over here. No, just sw- like you're swimming. Just kinda, like you're swimming. Kinda, no, over here. Yeah. Like you're swimming. No, no, no. That's gr- do that's, this with your body, like to get this way. Make yourself that, go this way. That, that that that's Grant's dead body. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, oh, it got dark there suddenly. That'd be about when they jump the shark. Is the necrophilia in the white void of space? 
They'd be like, nah, I don't know if we're going to come bounce back from this one. We're, we're, we're going out with flames. Yeah. I remember when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was great, was like the greatest show on television. Then the necrophilia in space <laughs> happened. And, and blank white space because it got imploded. I have actually heard apparently ABC keeps trying to cancel that show, but like because Disney owns them, Disney just keeps saying, nope, you gotta keep it on. That's pretty, that's pretty bullshit right there. <laughs> Because apparently they tried the same thing with Inhumans when they saw that and saw like, oh, this is going to be terrible. We don't want to air this. And, a, and like Disney's just like, well, but you're going to. Oh, God. We See, this is the problem with Disney being so big now. That is. But they don't own anything. Just the Marvel Universe, just Star Wars, not to mention all their Pixar movies. Hey, they're doing you know, a good they, job with them. Yeah, they, 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 yeah, they are. Hey, did anybody see Coco? I've heard it's really good. Yeah, I've heard that too. Lee, lo- Lee <laughs> Cruz loved it. We talked about it today on our Funkhauser podcast, Shameless Plug. And he loved it. He thought it was great. <laughs> well, I can't wait to hear about that on the Funkhauser situation. <laughs> I've heard that show is shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think Lee only liked it because everyone in the movie was so old they were a skeleton. <laughs> but isn't the star of that movie a kid borderline millennial <laughs> i have heard in some theaters i think mainly in mexico because like beforehand there's a 20 minute olaf christmas special oh no oh you laugh oh, you laugh but that's the reason i'm going to see that movie Really? Oh yeah! I remember oh, my yeah. sister said that was great. Oh, she yeah. said she loved the short. Olaf see, is I, big in my house. So see, I've heard the short was terrible. And I know, like in Mexico, certain theaters are actually pushing it to the end of the movie because so many people complained because they were coming to see Coco and had to first sit through twenty minutes of Josh Gad. No, no, my my three year old. She wanted to know where we could see the Olaf movie. And I was like, well, I think it's before Coco. That's why we're going to see Coco. I mean, she that's what she wants to see. How do kids know these are... Like, my sister always knows what the short is going to be in front of the movie before Google. the movie comes out. The internet. Yeah, Google. They've, been, okay. they've been plugging this for about a year. And that's, see, I don't... Like, how do your, kid, your kids know you look it up and then you just tell them it's going to be there and then they don't forget because they're kids? No, there's, there's a YouTube for kids. Um... That filters out all the stuff kids can't watch. And if they go down a, a rabbit hole, just like you or I would, eventually they're going to see news about the Frozen Christmas short. Okay. Or they are going to see Spider-Man and a pregnant Elsa. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they have not seen that. but uh, Or better yet, they're going to see Spider-Man impregnate <laughs> Elsa. But, but thanks a lot, Daniel. That was really dark. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's like legit kids' videos that are on YouTube. What? Are you serious? Have you not heard of this? They're not on YouTube Kids, though, right? Well, yeah, I don't think it's official on YouTube Kids, yeah. but it's like it's age appropriate, so it could pop up. Uh, oh yeah, I don't, they don't watch regular YouTube. We cut that off. There's, okay, there's a lot good. that slips through regular. One time, I, I was showing my son old Ducktales episodes. I thought he would like them because he's very young, and I used to like Ducktales. So I found an old episode of DuckTales from like, what year was that? 89 maybe? 88? 90? And I was, show- and I was right. showing him that and he watched that. He loved it. And after it was over, it went on to another one. And that was great. He loved that. And then he went on to another one. And it was a story about 
how ducks have sex with each other, which is very violent, <laughs> and they use oh, yeah. and they used oh, uh, yeah, yeah. cartoon footage of Scrooge McDuck uh, raping a female duck, and I was like, okay, oh, my God. we're turning this off right now. It took <laughs> two steps to get to that on YouTube. Two Ducktales episodes to get to Scrooge McDuck raping a female duck on YouTube. <laughs> well, on YouTube, that's out. Oh, my God. YouTube doesn't have any kind of content problems. I have no idea what people are talking about. <laughs> uh, they, duck duck mating is very violent, though. They have a uh, a small duck has a nine inch cork barbed corkscrew penis that falls off after it's done using it. Oh it yeah, my a, son learned all about it. The onus is on you to stop the video. <laughs> Well, Chris was fascinated. Yeah. Well, let's just see where this goes. Yeah. This Hold might on, son. circle back around to cartoons. <laughs> Look, we're going to have to have this talk sometime or the other. <laughs> By the way, I'm trying to think of a good transition to our next topic, and I really don't know how to come back from that. <laughs> Coincidentally, our next topic was duck sex. Speaking of corkscrew penis duck rape. So Star Wars is coming out. <laughs> oh, that was, that was very subtle. Yeah, yep, yep. Good. I'll I'll put a commercial break or something very, in very the middle. Just, just a just a Monty Python intermission. <laughs> and now, just and now for something completely different. <laughs> so Disney recently announced that they are going to launch, obviously after the current trilogy, a brand new Star Wars trilogy helmed by Ryan Johnson, the director of the Last Jedi. And they're saying it is not going to focus on the Skywalkers. They've not really said anything else about it, just kind of those two facts. Which, first of all, means I'm betting Last Jedi must be good. Like, they they have to have a lot of confidence if they're just handing over a trilogy to a guy whose movie hasn't even come out yet. Yeah. What's it going to focus on? I want it to focus on an entire trilogy on that snow monster from Hoth. No, I got this one. I, I think I already told you, Double D, what my idea was. You did. And it's just going to start out with Palpatine and Anakin in the in the <laughs> Citadel. And Palpatine goes, have I ever told you about the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise? And that's the trilogy. Just starts there, and after the third movie, it goes back, in to, back to them. And they're just like, just sitting there afterwards. <laughs> that That's the entire trilogy. So it's all about Darth Plagueis? Darth Plagueis, his rise, and him... Having Palpatine as his, uh, it's not Padawan. It's what's the Sith version of that? Apprentice, I guess. Just and then it ends with Palpatine killing him. See, I want to learn more about the Wookies and their celebration of Life Day. So I would love an entire <laughs> trilogy, all looking into Life Day. No human characters, just Wookies talking the entire time, never subtitled. I like it. <laughs> just. Well, that's what do you want to see, Chris? That, that sounds like the <laughs> Disney movie of the Minions. I was going to say, I just want to see Ewoks singing songs together. <laughs> we, as long as it's got some happy stuff like that that's family-friendly, I think everyone can enjoy it. I mean, I've seen a lot of people online talking about like doing the Knights of the Old Republic storyline. That would be cool. Yeah. Here, here's the deal, though. If they go to Knights on me, I'm going to tune out. I mean, I like I like Star Wars, but like, if we start tying all this stuff into like some sort of like medieval metaphor or alleg- yeah, that's kind parallelism, of parallelism, yeah. I'm gonna start tuning out really fast, and I think I'm not the only one. That's kind of well, the I problem with either. 
prequels was was that they just kind of weren't the same thing like it just turned into this like big epic fantasy thing mm-hmm. instead of like you know space pirates and westerny thing yeah you know? mm-hmm. yeah the best idea i think i've heard is someone who said like just go out to the outer rim because like there's a whole outer rim that is unexplored in the universe and there's a whole like unexplored section of the Star Wars universe and just like go out there and do literally whatever you want. I say take another crack at that Christmas special. <laughs> here, here, okay, here's my here's my question for you guys though. Okay, so we start a new trilogy has nothing to do with the Skywalkers. Question A, uh, does this take place in the same time frame? And question B, which characters could hypothetically cross over? Are we looking at Jabba the Hutt that could live in all in both trilogies? I mean, the, the, the my Darth Plagueis one where you, it's Darth Plagueis and Palpatine. Oh, I'm actually I would actually watch the shit out of that movie, that trilogy. Honestly, it would you might be able to have Jabba the Hutt. I don't know how old he is, but like Yoda would be in it, and mm. like there'd be a few people in it, but it's just like the Skywalkers weren't even born. Then. I like to think as far as like where at and time frame, instead of being uh, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, I'd like to think that it's <laughs> a long, long time ago in a galaxy that's just far away. <laughs> so you're thinking in the past from the other movies, but a lot closer to home. Yeah, geographically a lot closer, but uh, chronologically, uh, you know, a long way away. <laughs> Something like that would be good. <laughs> Just a, no one wants a bunch of single-celled organisms floating around with the force, <laughs> but also like just on Mars. But, but Daniel, you and I talked about this. I mean, like if you're going to do another trilogy, you have to tether it to this universe somehow. And if you're not going to have any of the recognizable characters, you have to at least have a couple of crossovers that help you establish your credibility otherwise you just might as well start a new trilogy and not call it star wars right well but they could always of course uh, that's interesting as, though that is what they could always do as we've discussed it uh so far in this is take the agents of shield route and periodically just have someone go oh look it's luke skywalker where oh you just missed him remember when that death star blew up i remember that <laughs> But I remember but, the battle but it's like, of the Death Star. But it's like Which Better one? Call Saul. Like if you're gonna do Better Call Saul, there has to be a character that tethers that to the Breaking Bad universe, right? So that character on Better Call Saul is Gus Fring, who is a the he's a meth he's a big giant meth kingpin in Breaking Bad. So but until then you've had no tethering to the Breaking Bad universe. But you have to have something in there that's recognizable and anchory enough, narrative wise, to make it a Star Wars movie. Sounds like a job for a Binks. Oh, uh, no, please, no. Jar Jar Binks, the trilogy. No. You could easily toss someone like Poe Dameron or Finn out there as your connective but tissue. They're not, no, they're, no, they're not like original canon stuff that's gonna, like, that's like why, you know, Han Solo was good and stuff. Like, I, I don't think they, I, I don't know, maybe, yeah, I guess, but. What if we get like the backstory Darth Maul? That'd be cool. There you go. That could be Boom. cool. I mean, you have also the whole like Jedi Mandalore war that could be cool to explore. 
You also can't get cute with it and have a bunch of like winking references to like somebody being like, hey, if I ever had a kid, have a kid, I'm going to name him Han Solo or have like <laughs> some couple with like a, a baby Yoda and be like, and be like, our son's so cute. He was just born and having like a baby Yoda or something like that. <laughs> baby Yoda, you're going way back. <laughs> Baby Yoda sounds more like Noah's a long, long time ago movie. I am with you guys, though. If they have already handed this guy the keys to the castle, this must be a hell of a movie. Like, this news honestly got me more excited than the trailer did. Yeah, that's pretty solid. I'm still kind of curious in this movie how they're going to handle Carrie Fisher. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one. Uh, I imagine that at the beginning of the movie, she's going to be on her way to somewhere, and she's just going to be sitting in a ship, and suddenly another ship's going to come up and throw a big old bomb at her. Well, they've, and, ma- and they've made it look like Kylo Ren blows up her ship. That's how they make that's it look. That's what like I think that, That's a red herring. That uh, That's got to be a red uh, herring. What I'm betting is I'm betting he does not actually blow it up, but I bet it still gets blown up. But not by him. It's just, uh, it's just a minor malfunction because someone forgot to check the moisture evaporators. <laughs> no, ironically enough, they have a tiny, like two foot wide vent, and like some someone got something in there and it just blew the entire thing up. They just, they just accidentally, like you know, dropped their lunchbox in there and it just blew the whole system up. But I know, like, they've had to redo a bunch of scripting stuff because supposedly each of this trilogy focused on a different member of kind of the original cast. And so, like, seven was Han's movie, eight was supposed to be Luke's movie, and nine was supposed to be Leia's movie. And then, sadly, Carrie Fisher passed away, and they've had to rethink everything. I did read a story today that he said he wants everybody to be surprised by how much humor is in the movie, which the trailer's make it look very serious and grim. But the trailers, I think, Dan, you pointed out to me that the trailers for Force Awakens were similar. And Force Awakens is an incredibly fun movie. Well, if he wants people to be surprised by the humor in it, those trailers have done a great job. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I think, wasn't that kind of, was it kind of like that with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? They made it look really, like, action-y and didn't really hint Oh, no, the, funny the trailers all. are very funny. Because if, the you, first one, if you remember, the trailer has Peter Serafinowicz and John C. Riley looking at them on the oh, on yeah, the wall. Very funny. And and yes. John C. Riley says something like, "What what a bunch of a holes" or something like that. Yep. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. I saw one trailer that was like focused a lot on action stuff, but yeah, I forgot that was really funny. No, the trailers were pretty good, but I think there is like. I think there was a Marvel movie like that that was really funny, but all the trailers were like, oh, this is this is action-y. And, oh. Actually, Spider-Man Homecomings did not really, I think, do a great job of showcasing the it, humor in that movie. Well, if, you know the, if you know the, rest of the movie, post it on our Instagram or whatever we have. Do we have an Instagram? <laughs> we, we'd send it to us on Twitter. <laughs> Can we talk, though, about the fact that they're giving this guy an entire trilogy and his credits are brick... Which is a great movie, but not exciting. I've seen it. Uh-huh. And Looper, great movie. Again, not terribly exciting. And three episodes of Breaking Bad. And that's what got him an entire trilogy well, of Star Wars. I'm going to guess if like, Last Jedi flops for some reason, those teeth are going to be yanked. <laughs> there is zero way it's going to flop. Even if it was just Luke Skywalker pooping for an hour and a half, the tickets are already sold. 
it's too late now (laughs) the movie's gonna be a success but also like they hold they reserve the right to pull the keys away from anyone colin trevorrow found that out pretty quickly Mm. uh he did his this is the movie that defines me it's called the book of henry and everyone went wow that's really terrible (laughs) yeah i watched that have you guys seen that I've only heard about it. How bad is it? Oh, my friend brought it over the other day just because we we'd heard about it, so we had to watch. It was crazy. Do you know what it's about? Yes, it's like and I've heard of kid. some of the worst scenes in it. Oh, yeah, this genius kid like gets brain cancer and dies, and he's in like a pseudo marriage type thing with his mom, who uh, <laughs> goes on and doesn't think she can raise her other son without her nine year old son. And then the entire movie after he dies is just... Okay, so basically, their next-door neighbors to this genius kid and his mom and his brother, the next-door neighbors are this girl and her dad, and her dad is, like, abusive to her, but it never shows it, and it barely even hints that he's actually abusive, and he might not have been, because they didn't really show anything. But, uh, yeah, after he dies, she opens his, like, journal that he left, and it's just, like... How it's just details on how to commit the perfect crime to kill his neighbor's like dad because he's like in love with that neighbor girl, and so his mom just like does all the instructions in his book to commit the perfect murder. And the really funny <laughs> thing to me is that the perfect murder plot was go buy a gun and shoot him. Yeah. And that was the perfect crime. Why did no one ever think of this before? So is this considered like a YA movie? Has that been... No, because I think he's too young to fall into YA. Like, it it doesn't really, from what I've heard, fit any kind of category? By the way, no, I've also heard about the, like, magic trick scene at the end that's basically spreading ashes over... A crowd. It was pretty weird. The whole thing was just a just a mess. But that movie was so bad and did so poorly that it lost Colin, Colin Trevorrow of uh, the ninth Star Wars movie. He got it because he did Jurassic World, though, right? Yes. Yeah. Which is great. That's a great movie. Because he did uh, Safety Not Guaranteed. That was good. Then then Jurassic World. Did he do Five Hundred Days of Summer? He did okay. not. I didn't know he did. I didn't know he did seven or um, Safety Not Guaranteed. That's pretty cool. I think he, movie, I think yeah. he did because I think that's the first movie he did that got notoriety. And then like he did Jurassic World, and then he was hired, and they're like, "Oh, you're gonna do like Star Wars Episode Nine? He goes, "Great, I'm just doing this little movie for me first And then, like, they saw it, <laughs> and like Kathleen Kennedy went, "You're not doing Star Wars Episode Nine anymore." <laughs> they gave it back to J.J. Uh, Abrams. <laughs> Fine with me. Yeah, because they actually have had to push the date back for when that movie's gonna be released because they were like, "We need to give Abrams time to actually make this." And J.J. Abrams. As soon as he heard the news, like, great, because I had a fantastic idea for a finale for the Star Wars trilogy. They build a a second, even bigger death planet, and they have to destroy that. (laughs) I I just want, like, 
I just want J.J. Abrams to try something original and not just rehash Return of the Jedi. <laughs> yeah, you guys say that, though, but, like, for me, that's what I, I like. I, I love it. I mean, I love it. I love that uh, he has that sense of the excitement of watching a Star Wars movie when you're nine. And I, I like that. Like, I don't need it to be... I don't need it to be, like... Uh, appropriated for me 30 years later. I still like watching a movie and feeling like I'm watching a Star Wars movie when I'm like 8 years old. And I, I think That's fine. Force Awakens well, did that in spades, I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I thought he knew the tone of a Star Wars movie very well. My main concern is that like the plot was almost identical. Yeah, that was yeah. my thing. Like it just didn't it didn't make any left turns at all. Like it just went straight through the plot of that first movie but, th- but that's great. i mean it was still good but i think still we good. fall into a trap though where we think that you know this source material that we loved as children needs to develop and grow and get deeper and more and more adult and it doesn't have to and so i mean well, like watching i mean yeah. i watched force awakens my son was six years old at the time and i can't tell you how great that was for me because he adored every second of it and I was like, yeah, I remember when I watched this when I was six. It was great. Well, the, well, the great part about well, that is that yes, you watch that, you, want, you can go to your son and be like, hey, let's go watch these other Star Wars movies which, that led up to this. Which is exactly mm-hmm. what we did. Yeah, and he loved every one of those. And so, you know, that's great. I don't If they made one that was too much for adult fanboys, I couldn't take him to see it. Case in point, Rogue One. He's not ready. Nah, yeah. He can't watch Rogue no, One. Yeah. That's like saving Private Ryan for, you know, no, for I'm the fine Star Wars. With, uh, you know? Yeah. I'm fine I'm, with the tone and stuff. Like, and I think the the best thing to do if we want to understand Chris's perspective more is to <laughs> find ourselves some seven year old sons and go watch it with them. So just go and kidnap some seven year old sons. Yeah, or or six to eight year old. Just that range. <laughs> I mean, like you know, when I say when I say watch it through the eyes of a child, I mean actually take a child's eyes out and put them over my eyes. <laughs> Man, uh, this, speaking of getting dark and more adult, what's happened to this podcast? <laughs> the, 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 just the, this podcast is the dark turn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know what made me think of this, but I just went to a Futurama episode. I, they've already predicted the ninth Star Wars movie. Yeah, really. Look, look at the link I sent you. Yoda's back. <laughs> 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 I don't, remember, I don't know what we're talking about. So I was like. Wait, Petrobor predicted the ninth episode. Let me find that image. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, for people, it's just as they went to a uh, a basically a festival about the past when Fry was from, and it's just if you just look in the background, there's a movie theater that's just Star Wars Nine Yoda's Bar Mitzvah. One oh, I love. There was an old Simpsons thing where they flashed back to like him and Marge dating. And they were walking out of Empire Strikes Back, like opening night. There's this huge line, and as they're walking by, Homer's just like, "Man, I can't believe that Darth Vader was Luke's father." <laughs> yeah. Just have a line of people going, "Ah, oh, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, good." Uh, okay, now I want to be a first in line for like Last Jedi and come out and just say just a random ass spoiler that might not even actually be a spoiler, <laughs> just for the whole next group of people now. <laughs> Can't believe Yoda came back. <laughs> I can't believe Luke is raised dad. I can't believe my favorite characters were raped by ducks. 
And we've gone back. That's uh, how we tie a duck. I had, no, never seen a, I had never seen a duck penis before that movie. <laughs> Noah, come on. We have to get past this. Also, you've seen Howard the Duck. I I, I believe no, you have. Noah, I, I need a, we need to see your, your search history, and this is getting ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I love every time I'm thinking, like, oh, we could probably start transitioning. Just there's the duck sex again. <laughs> Dark turned back to the ducks. It just keeps popping up. <laughs> just, if you don't want to talk about it, don't bring it up. We never brought up the ducks! I heard it. I heard the cue. It was subtle, but I heard... <laughs> I was getting strong signals to bring that back up, so... Noah, the I, quacks are only in your mind. I might have misread that. <laughs> we are not on the same wave. Uh, oops. I, I done goofed, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, well, speaking of messing up royally, how about EA? Ooh. No. Ooh. I, I don't know how true it is, but I heard they lost like $3 billion on that game. Uh, a lot of those wow. numbers have gotten overinflated. I, I, I assume so. That's but an awful I, lot. <laughs> that is a it's, high number. Because like, like I, w- I was doing some research, and initially people were saying like, "Oh, there were seven hundred thousand cancellations." And I looked, and like the most people could find is like there were seventy thousand cancellations. That's a lot. That, that, that is a, still a lot. It was yeah. enough. It was enough for EA to take notes and make it really hard to return things. <laughs> yes, though actually with that, apparently part of that is their return on pre-order policy is like you can't do it till after the game's officially out. And but of their statements uh, stuff like, well the reason like with the uh loot oh, system the... and stuff. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so here, I will try to sum this up quickly for those who might not have heard. Uh EA, a video game developer, Tri- publisher. Triple A developer. A triple A video game developer. Uh, along with DICE, the team that tends to make Battlefield uh, first-person shooter games, they made a game called Star Wars Battlefront 2. little Star indie Wars game. Battle- <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an indie game from a little-known uh, IP. So it had lots of pre-orders, it was a big deal, and then it came out as people got the game and as people played it and even in the beta that they had added in these microtransactions. So basically you're paying 60 to $80 for the video game. You get in there and then to unlock any character who you would want to play as in a Star Wars game, Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, you had to either grind for huge amounts of time to earn enough in-game currency or pull out your credit card and buy magic crystals to unlock them. Wasn't it something stupid like $10 a character or something like that? I'm not sure if it was entirely $10 a character. I know the math works out to if you wanted to unlock Darth Vader it was 40 hours of playtime. And if you tune in next week we'll be talking about the mid-20th century when the world was at war for the <laughs> second time. Are you buying Are you buying kyber crystals? Is that what kind of crystals you're buying? I mean probably. So EA, people complained online, naturally, because it was not a good thing, Uh, especially as people did more math, and they found out to unlock everything in the game, Uh, because there's also upgrades to your character and 
things that actually affect progression in the game are locked in these loot crates that you also have to pay money to unlock. And so to unlock everything, it's roughly $2,100 of transactions or an estimated 4,500 gameplay hours. Uh, there, there are some... There's some countries that won't allow Battlefront 2 because it's illegal gambling because of the rates. Thanks, Belgium. Yes, uh, <laughs> Belgium and Australia have investigated the loot crates for potentially being illegal gambling, as has a state representative in Hawaii has called out saying that it needs to be investigated as potentially gambling. Oh, come on, Daniel. I, give us, tell us what he really said. Okay, I have two quotes written because I love them. One is just kind of funny. The other is very poignant, so I'll start with the poignant one first. End on a high note. (laughs) So, one of his assistants who helped with the investigation said, We didn't allow Joe Camel to sell our kids cigarettes. We shouldn't allow Star Wars to sell our kids gambling. The representative himself called it a Star Wars-themed casino, and... Basically, and I'm quoting here, it's a trap. <laughs> well, <laughs> lol. That is, a, that is of course, Senator Akbar. Yeah, I'm good with that, like getting rid of the loot boxes and stuff. It's just annoying. It's stupid. It was a weird turn that gaming took, and uh, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm hoping it's about ran its course. Because it's been in a bunch of games, uh, most notably recently Shadow of War put orcs in there, Overwatch is kind of the one that very successfully pulled it off, and then I think a lot of places built this after, like sort of tried to mimic Overwatch. But yeah. but the thing about Shadow of War loot crates, or loot boxes is, a lot of them are 240 coins, which you can earn at least 50 coins a day. So yeah. every week you can get one, and they honestly do not affect the game that much. No, yeah. it's like, it's you more can, like you, just yeah, you can stone. you can play that game with without using a single loot box, and mm. you'll be have a great time. And I like I was I'm I play that game, and in the game I am barely even made aware of the loot boxes. Like I don't. Oh yeah, I don't even think about buying them. I'm opposed to loot boxes because I play. Injustice 2 on my phone and I have reached a plateau where there is literally nothing I can do. I can I do not have a strong enough team to uh, defeat anybody. I cannot buy things that will help me defeat anybody. Like it's completely dependent upon my purchasing things that are a chance of getting something and I've never gotten anything. So I can't play it anymore. I'm done. I'm 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 at a, I'm at a stalwart. Mm-hmm. And I think like that's the thing is like a lot of companies have been doing this. EA just is the first to push it too far. Now, granted, in fairness, Activision has actually patented techniques on selling people microtransactions. Um, they've I can't remember all of them, but they've patented a bunch of stuff of like using matchmaking to put you against people who have better equipment. So that at the end you can be like, well, I need to buy a bunch of stuff EA to get does better that? equipment. Activision. Oh, Activision. Oh, my Act- God. Activision Blizzard. Oh, my God. They have. They say they have not implemented any yet, but they have, in fact, patented them. Now, 
EA, as Noah alluded to earlier, released a couple statements about this. They've been trying to handle a PR disaster, and oh boy, have they just made it worse. I mean, they're just like Trump in like his handling of PR stuff. And like I wrote up kind of the little thing on this last night, and literally as I was leaving work today, I saw something new pop up that they had said that was stupid. So their first thing they put out, they claimed, uh, they put out a whole big statement, and they claimed they had done it this way to give players a sense of pride and accomplishment. I like the part where they were like, well, why didn't, someone was like, why didn't you go with, like, cosmetic loot boxes that don't affect gameplay? They just, like, give you little cosmetic bonuses and stuff, and they were like, well, that was in, uh, um... For respect for the uh, canon of Star Wars. It's like, what What does that even mean? Yes, that's what they said today at the Credit Suisse Technology Media and Telecom Conference, which of course is where the party's that at. exciting. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sad I had to miss it this year. <laughs> and they, because that's also where they said, like, well, I mean, who would want, like, basically, who would want a pink Darth Vader? That's not in the canon. I would. Meanwhile, Battlefront 2 allows you to put characters in places they entirely wouldn't be and have, like, Yoda from the Clone Wars fight Kylo Ren. And it's just, like, who... Like, they clearly don't care about the canon. And the other thing that's hurting them is Battlefront 1, which came out in 2015, did, in fact, have cosmetic changes you could get. And so it's like, they have already done this before, and they are now claiming they couldn't. It is old shit. They have removed the microtransactions for the moment. Keyword, for the moment. Even in their post, they said it's temporary. And also, given the fact that the game is built around using microtransactions as progression help, like, it is now, I would imagine, a just grinding session of a game that is mostly pointless mm. yeah like i i understand like how clash of clans yeah it's a free game so they use microtransactions to actually make money mm-hmm. but for battlefront 2 you're already getting 60 bucks a people uh a game on top of if you do just dlcs you get extra money because of those there was mm-hmm. no absolutely no reason to add microtransactions except for greed. I'm with David. The, the, I, I fall on the same side of the fence. Like, if you're paying that much money for something, you should get all of it. If you want to, if they want to sell that for free, if they want to hand up the mail you that disc for free and then have you buy your own add-ons, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But you're paying a lot of money. I mean, that's a lot of money for a lot of people. For people, I mean, especially for kids for teenagers to save up 60 bucks to pay a game is a big investment and so that's kind of ridiculous that said as a degenerate gambler myself i do (laughs) i do not really believe in the whole this is a casino thing i mean i get i get that on on paper in theory yes it's gambling but i don't think it's i don't i don't call it gambling like i I, here's a Here's our argument for why it's not gambling. It's because you win every time. It's just you don't win enough. Correct. 
Yes. You you you'll win you'll win yeah. like all these small little prizes, but you have to play again, try again for the big prize. Right. It's more like a game show mm-hmm. than a gamble, you know. But yeah, but I don't. Gonna... I, I've never thought of that as gambling, and I've done that a million times. And so when when Daniel, no. you showed me this story, I was like, oh, I guess that is gambling. It's the first time in like a hundred years of playing apps with loot boxes that I've ever thought of that mm-hmm. as technically gambling. No, no, it's it's really not gambling, but. It's just the whole Still thing. To Belgium. <laughs> hey, if they can charge them with gambling, I'm not going to stop them. It, 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 any hit to EA right now that people can do, I'm not going to stand there. Where I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, go take a free shot at them. Yeah, if they have to use gambling to, to take this down, I'm fine with that. But I don't really but, see it as gambling. Yeah. No, it, it's not gambling because you do win something every time, but it might be something you already have. Oh, well, you still want something. Gambling is you put money down, and you have a chance just to lose. Correct. Like you, you lose the money and you don't get anything in return. No, this is put money down. It's like it's like those turnstiles. Like you put something down. Yeah, you got a toy. Oh, it's one you already have, but you still got it. That's a good point. So those are legal, and that's the same thing. You don't know what you're gonna yeah. get out of there. You don't know if you're gonna get out a bouncy ball or a spider ring mm-hmm. or whatever, but or a claw yeah. machine. Kids put claw money into claw machines like crazy. Is that considered a casino well, game? Well, yeah, but claw machines yeah. you could actually lose. That's the thing. <laughs> The turnstile, you get some every time, but your chances are you're going to get repeats a lot before you get what you actually want. Yeah, and there's no skill involved. Like, like, no. like gambling, yeah. Yeah, that, exactly. That, well, there is some skill in certain games and games. Roulette, no, yeah, there's no true. skill. Black, right. Blackjack, there is a technique. There's something you can do that will help you win. Well, and recently they even brought down claw games by saying that only one in five claw grabs... It actually has any sort of power to it, so they're designed not to pick up things. So, you know, those are gambling. I mean, that's the same thing. You're spending money to hopefully get something good, and if you don't get something good, you try again. You know? Yeah, but claw machines aren't being as greedy as EA is. They're being just somewhat greedy. <laughs> no yeah, one you, is being greedy. You as didn't. EA you didn't is. buy the machine. You didn't buy the claw machine and then play it. Yeah. Double D, how can you say there's no one being as greedy as EA? There's people doing much worse things than EA right now. Yeah, like uh, there's, true. Uh, there's tons Look of at stuff net neutrality. Myanmar, that's a lot worse than uh, <laughs> EA. Dude, true. Dude, that true. Ne- net neutrality is doing so much worse than EA will ever do. If that, if it they really take, is. If they take that down, that's that makes EA look like child's play. Yeah, what's his name? Uh, Ajit Pai. Yeah, because if they if they allow companies to do whatever they want, that can take down. Like that can take down Amazon. They can be like, "Oh, you want Amazon? You have to pay for the shopping package over here." Yeah, uh, there's a great link uh, for anyone interested in like what could happen if net neutrality disappears. Uh, there's a great picture I've seen of someone took a screenshot of what internet selling uh, looks like in Portugal, and like you you buy internet, and then on top of that, you pay for certain packages so it's like oh here's the social media package and that's an extra five bucks for you to just get Facebook. just think about how cable is being sold now mm-hmm. it, it just turns to cable oh you want you want youtube and you want netflix you have to pay for this media package well are, are people are pretty okay with how cable's done now though aren't they like most people <laughs> i know who have cable are pretty happy go lucky about it yeah, everyone's a love spectrum. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah cable uh, cable was built around that, and 
most people don't even like this shit anyway. But so that, but people accept it because it's built around it. Hey, internet was yeah. built over free internet, where you could go anywhere, anytime you want. If you take that away, that's gonna piss off a lot of people. Well, here's the thing, and I hope this came across, but I was being disingenuous. I figured you. I figured you were, but. <laughs> But but that that's why people accept cable companies is because that they cable companies are just like yeah that's how it's always been. You take you do that to internet and people are just going to be piss. Yeah. Like, that, that's going to be a whole yeah. new level of piss. And I, I love how like all the cable companies are coming out with statements saying we will not throttle or whatever. Dude, you've done that already. Comcast. You, yeah, they're paying it, lots of money to get the ability to do it for someone who's not going to do it. But I'll tell you this. I think that we'll be okay because I mean it. It's there's there's a chance we won't be, but I think if that if those laws do change, it will be immediately blocked by like courts and things. It'll get tied up in that, and then either oh that even though the SEC has told the states they can't do anything, the states will do stuff. The yeah. states will be like, no, you can't do this. This that's They'll bullshit. Sue, it'll be up in court, and then. Eventually, like legislation will have to do something to get that part taken care of, like that. So I think by the time anything real might happen, that it won't happen. Like I think that, you know, I I hope to God you're right. But since cable companies are the biggest lobbyists in, around, second second biggest, who's the biggest? They're behind defense contractors. Ah, uh, that's fair enough. They're the second biggest lobbyist in the in the business. Like they have leeway in the government, right? Yes, uh, if you want to stand for net neutrality, and you should, because it's an important thing that you should stand for, contact your representatives and actually try to tell them that this matters to you. And also, importantly, tell them to pass your message on to the FCC. Yeah, and there's an easy way to do that. Like with, uh, you can text uh, resist to like that 50. Uh, I don't know. You might have to put a link in it, for like it, a number. But, we'll, we'll put, let's just put a bunch of leaks in here about how to help. But there's a number, yeah, and yeah, Daniel, link it. But uh, you can text uh, like just a word to that number, and it'll just ask you some questions about like where you live and stuff, and uh, it'll send a letter for you to Congress. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a pretty good way to go. And an important it's, it's reason. Easy. An important reason, uh, my sister recently emailed uh, one of our representatives, Andy Barr, and basically she voiced her concerns about if net neutrality disappears and basically got a response saying, well, you know, we, we support, you know, the, you know, Andy Barr supports the repeal of net neutrality. Well, and she just sent a response saying, well, yes, but like, I am your constituent, and my vote is what gives you your job, so my opinion's really the one that matters, so pass that along to the FCC. <laughs> well, I, I, I contacted Thomas Macy, and he gave me a response saying, basically, those were put in illegally by Obama, and it's just like, uh, that's probably not true. It isn't true. But see, no. the, oh yeah, here it is. The Obama administration created the Title II control without Congress approval, through the 2015 Open Internet Order. I'm just like, that's probably not true, Thomas Macy. Well, that guy is a total crackpot. I mean, he's an insane person. We've been trying to get him on the show for for months. I mean, he lives in like a, a green, like a totally like uh, 
rural living off the land house. He's nuts. I mean, that dude didn't. Uh, I don't know. I got I got issues with that guy, Daniel. You know, I've been trying to reach out to him. <laughs> I, uh, I know. I mean, I, most hopefully most representatives would be more you know uh, sympathetic to the cause. Although I wonder. How, how many letters a, a congressman has to get before they're like, you know what, I should change the way I vote on this. It, it's because so much of it is bought and paid for now. Because I got a similar message uh, from Rand Paul with my concerns. And it was just basically like, well, you know, it's better for the internet if these go away. I'm like, it's really not, though. I don't think you know what you're talking about. One last thing on the EA situation, and this is a problem with any company. So in 2015, they re- with Battlefront, they got also a bunch of bad press because they released an unfinished, broken game with almost no content. And they released it for full price, and they claimed they were going to offer support, and they claimed they were going to fix the game free of charge, and they never really did. And when they advertised Battlefront 2, they promised this was them coming clean and this was them trying to make up for the disappointment that had happened. And they clearly don't care. They made it way worse. <laughs> the sad part is I got the first Battlefront and I, although it didn't have a storyline, I actually enjoyed the online play. People love that game, right? I mean, that was a big yeah. hit. Yeah, oh, the one the original original Battlefront the, was the that, original. The, the original I, I'm, I'm talking about, I'm talking about the first remake, the one that came in 2015. Yeah. I although it didn't have a storyline that I wish it had, I actually enjoyed the online play. I had fun playing it, and the fact, and I was actually excited for Battlefront 2 because I'm like, oh, maybe they'll add a storyline this time. And they're like, yeah, we're just gonna piss you off more. But it, it's one of those things that I remembered seeing all of that fervor the first time around. Because even then they said, like, oh, we're going to add a bunch of other maps and content. And they, like, pushed out one update and then never again. But the second they dropped the trailer for Battlefront 2, everyone just went, oh, look at it. It's Star Wars. This is great. And I can't wait for this. And I'm going to pre-order this now. And it's just, with any company, with any game like this, you cannot allow them to take you in because you love a property or because you think you can trust them. And that is shameful that they exploit people like that. It is disgusting. And it is also what we talked about net neutrality. It's what all those cable companies are doing of, well, we would never actually charge like this until we do. Yeah. Well, well said. And, add to that get a steam account support your indie gamers exactly indie games are so fun they're underrated but they i love them mm-hmm. yeah, though steam needs to do a little bit of like quality assurance on some of their stuff to make sure the really terrible games don't hit but uh, that's a topic for another day <laughs> well it depends how terrible it is it could be terrible where it's fun ironically could be <laughs> but most of them are just asset flips yeah that's that's fair not not all of them are what our friend dustin makes yeah but oh wait one of his games did make it to steam didn't it uh yes. the enchanted cave 2 did enchanted cave 2 he i was about to say he only does mobile games but i, I forgot good? 
I enjoyed it. It's fun. Yeah, if you want to play the first Enchanted game, it's only on mobiles, but um, Enchanted Cave 2 is on mobile and on uh, Steam, and I believe it's $5. five I'll check it out. Is this your, so. your friend's game? Yeah. Yes. Oh. That's cool. I'll check it out. We should bring Dustin in at some point to talk video games. It, to if we have, like, a video game, uh, just a straight video game chat, he'll be great for this. I'll tell you what indie game I'm excited for is Into the Breach. Like, the guys made FTL. I, it, oh. I don't know when it'll come, but I'm excited. That'll be... I love FTL. Yeah, it's good. What does that stand okay. for? Faster than light. It's like a Star Trek simulator roguelike game... I think they have an mm-hmm. Apple app for it. Like they do. Yeah. The mobile app's still really good. I think you have to still like you probably have to play it on an iPad. I couldn't imagine it being on a, any good on a phone. They do something where you can zoom in on the phone, but it works best you on You can like, play an it iPad. on a phone? Does it is it okay on the phone? I think so. I've I usually when I played it mobile it was on an iPad. Well that's cool. But Someone did another game, another indie game similar to that, except it was with zombies, called Death Road to Canada. Mm. Sorry, eh? <laughs> but that, that's a that's a Canadian zombie to me. He knocks out, he's banging on the window, breaks it. Oh, sorry, eh? <laughs> the moose, the moose pushed me. <laughs> well, thank you, Canada, for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Guess we're never gonna pick up those Canada sponsors. Oh, that's that's my bad guy. Sorry, I I love Canada. <laughs> this podcast brought to you by Tim Hortons. <laughs> <laughs> Stop in the Tim Hortons for oh, and we just lost that sponsor. No. Oh no! The, but 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 maple syrup. Uh, I like maple. Now. Oh damn it! <laughs> They don't need your like of maple syrup. They can get along just fine. Canada was here long before you, and it will continue. Fine, you can go away and take your geese with you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I think on that note, we're going to wrap this up. Thank you all for listening. I've been Daniel Dunstan. You can find me at Daniel Dunstan on Twitter. You can follow me as I forgot my Twitter handle, so I need to remember that, and I'll get back to you. Uh, if you are interested in following me, I guess you can follow me at, uh, at Noah Day with two Y's. And if you accidentally do follow the guy that has one Y, if you could just tell him in very strong terms to GTFO from that name, <laughs> I'd love to take it from him. Take it off his hands, you know. Noah also occasionally does some sports talk that you oh, can yeah. find that I would highly recommend. I am CM underscore Tomlin at Twitter. And if you want to email me, I am dragon underscore dude at msm.com. <laughs> it, it's dragon underscore dude765 at hotmail.com. I will I welcome yes. all emails. <laughs> I'll answer them all. I, I don't know the password to that one, so it'll be yeah. tricky to answer them, but I'll try. If you have any questions or concerns about the show or topics you would like us to cover... Uh, just send them my way or send them to any of us, I guess. But probably me, because I can take it. <laughs> I would like to hear people's concerns about the ship. Yeah. Like, I'm worried. I don't know if you guys are going to be okay or not. I heard uh, Daniel coughing, and that sounded like a deep chest cough. Uh, I'm very concerned. 
I've been trying to mute my cuffs today. I'm just worried I'm going to get like an email from my mother that's just like, are you all right? I've been listening. You just don't seem like yourself. Oh, Lord. See, my mom like <laughs> wanted to know how to find the podcast. I just gave her the name of a different podcast. <laughs> WTF. <laughs> yeah. Just go to uh, Comedy Bang Bang and uh, don't, and everything you hear is not me. You know, I don't know. They, I might not give her that one. They're, they're a little rough maybe for her. <laughs> Yeah, you do not want to start yeah. your mom in a comedy bang bang. <laughs> Noah, yeah. what is well, I this? Don't understand. <laughs> when, I don't like your scariest. podcast, Noah. <laughs> it makes me afraid. You need to go to the doctor. One of the scariest moments in my life will be if my mom says she's been listening to this episode and how much duck sex we've talked. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only episode your mom's going to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> and on the note of bringing back duck sex <laughs> I'm, I'm bringing duck, duck, duck sex back <laughs> back into the mainstream yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. thank you all for listening if you're still listening at this point <laughs> if you're still listening uh, good on you then you, you have unlocked an achievement in life see you nerds <laughs>